Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. and I cannot wait for you all to see it. But today we have a special guest. So our guest today is Wendy Medley and founder and creator of Paying Pretty Hey Girl. <laughs> this is going to be a fun interview. We just want to have a good time. And we want you all to know that Purposely Bossing Up is not all about bossing up in business. It's all about bossing up in life as well. So we're going to give you the authentic conversation, the transparent conversation. We may get a little vulnerable during this season. So just get in the chair and ride this wave with us. So, I always ask my guests, mm-hmm. what is your definition or meaning of purpose? Because, you know, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. So, purpose to me is your meaning, your reasoning for being. What were you created to do? That's my thoughts of purpose. And that's what it is, because a lot of people don't really understand what purpose is. Like, you know, you go to the dictionary, they tell you one definition, and people get confused. Like, is this really what it is? Or people sometimes get up and say, okay, thing, the purpose is here today. It's not a delivery from the mailman. No, <laughs> but some people have a struggle into trying to figure out what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. So you can know what certain things, like you know what hammer is made to hammer things. You know what stove is made to make things. But in life, you're trying to figure out what impact that you're going to have. Like what is going to be your finale? What are people going to know you for? Right. People are going to know you for what you contribute for the most part. Exactly. Or you want people to know what you contribute. Um, so I think the part that the struggle is that people try to fit, find out what their own purpose is in life. So once you find that, it, it gives you a lot more satisfaction with yes. yourself. Yes, absolutely. I agree. And I tell people, just embrace the journey. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the ups, the downs, the, the good times, the bad times, because those are the things that play a part in figuring out what your purpose is. You may not know what your purpose is at 13. You may know at 43. You, know? you may not know at 43, but you get the 62 and you got it okay. Listen, <laughs> tune in, okay? Right. Tune in with who you are. Right. And I think it's all about that self-development. If you understand what kind of individual you are, which it doesn't just take you, it takes other people to also tell you about yourself. It does. I think it'll all kind of hone in together. And you got to be open to that also. Yes. Sometimes somebody can tell you and then you can reject it mm-hmm. or you can feel like, because you don't feel like you're good enough mm-hmm. or you may not believe in yourself as much as others may believe in you. Exactly. Yeah. That's the absolute truth. So if you can describe yourself in one word, just one, what would it be and why? One word, if I can describe myself, <laughs> um, I would say, I would say free. And it's because I try to not box myself into anything. Mm-hmm. So I may want to be an artist today and paint tomorrow. I might not want to be an artist. I might want to just mm-hmm. go to the water and just watch. Yeah. Or I may want to just look at a flower and just like tear it apart with my eyes and just like dissect it. And, you know, so 
I would say free. I don't, I'm not boxing. As you see, I got on my fuzzy socks <laughs> and I'm typically in my sweatpants and a tank top. I really try not to be boxed into what you think a woman should present herself as mm -hmm. or what a Christian may look like or what yeah. an artist may look like. Mm. I would say free, free to be express myself, free to be aware of my emotions, free to be aware of how I'm impacting myself and my children. Yeah. So I would say free. That's a good one. I never heard that one, y'all. Free, that's a good one. Yeah. I really, I re that resonated it with did me. It. Yes. That resonated <laughs> because we do have that um, persona that's been given to us, not just as women, but even as black women. You know, they think that we are supposed to do this. Or be strong. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I get weak from time to time. Period. Listen, I'm going through a period of weakness to, to right now. Not even today. To like right this period. Yeah. But um, I, I just feel like is people typically equate freedom or being free as to like you're being single. Mm -hmm. No, I feel like I need to be able to be free to just be who I am. Mm -hmm. um, when I was working a nine to five, I wasn't free to do certain things that I wanted to do. But mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur now, I'm free to make certain decisions based on my own creativity or what I feel like my purpose is to do. Yeah, so. That's good. I like that one. I'm going to be thinking about that later on today. You got to be free. Hashtag be free. <laughs> <laughs> So before we get into where you are now, um, let's talk a little bit about like mentorship okay. or role models. Who were those key people in your life who basically helped mold you into who you are today? I have two people that I kind of look to. Um, my cousin Noel, mm -hmm. he's an entrepreneur as well, and he was always stayed to himself, made his moves. And he was business owner and he's just very like, listen, there's no excuses. Ain't no such thing as you can. You figure out how to get to where you need to be. That's one person. Um, well, actually three. My cousin Jean, she's a um, jazz artist. Okay. She used to, she's part of John Nett. She used to say, okay. hey, Mr. DJ. So she's, she showed me that your gift will make room. Yes, no matter how it looks like, your gift is going to make room and it will, it could provide um, your income, mm -hmm. it can take you to places that you never know that you even get to. Mm -hmm. That's her. And then my mom. I'm a mom's girl. And my mom taught me how to be, how to walk in grace. Okay. And how to be slow to anger, mm -hmm. which I'm still working on it because she'd be going zero to 100. <laughs> and um, just to consider God. So she's very quiet and she's fun, but she, she went through a lot. Mm -hmm. And she went through it with grace. She was never like a, you did this, I'm gonna get back at you with revenge. She was mm. always humble. So she really taught me humility. And mm. you need that, especially today. Yes, yeah. yes, I agree. Yes, those key three people you named made you who you are today. Mm -hmm. And I think those characteristics that you were able to get from them really, like, it really shows, okay. like through, just your individuality right now, even through your art, you know, yeah. it shows up in different spaces where you would never even think it would even show up. Mm -hmm. So thank y'all. Yeah, my thank y'all for doing it for Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to where we are now. You are a painter, you are an artist, you are an entrepreneur. What was it that went off? You said, you know what? I'm a paint. This is what I'm going to do. You know, this is, I'm going to get me a studio. This is what I'm going to do. You know, what? It, it, it didn't happen quite like that. But, <laughs> I mean, if you know, you know this story. But I, I, I started off being a child care director. Okay. And then I started off from the child care director to property management. And 
then I was married. Well, I was married since I was like 21. So I was like when I got married. And I was going through a divorce. And I needed a healthy way to escape that mental hurt and that heart hurt. And I needed also to make some extra money because I was like, sis, it's, you know, it's cheaper for two than one. And she got to get another job. And this girl was like, won't you paint houses? Every time you move into a house, you paint your house. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. So I started off painting houses. Okay. And I would use, and at the time I would ask people like, can I try to like do this in your house? And I was like, no. So I started using my house as my portfolio. Okay. And then from them seeing me do things, somebody else was like, oh, I need, you, I need to hire you. So mm-hmm. it went from me asking, like, yo, can I do this for free? To like, no, I need you. To here go a book um, a book schedule. Now you can't even get on my schedule. Wow. Like, you know? So it started off that. And then it was me, somebody came to me and was like, can you paint an Adidas sign on this backdrop? And I was like, oh, that's easy. Okay. And then my um, a family friend, Shanika Berry. She was like, Wendy, I need you to paint my face on the back of the jacket. And we argued for three months. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And um, I did it. And I was like, oh, this looks like you. And that showed me, like, I doubt me too much. So she believed I could do it. But I was doubting me, like, this is not my thing. So the fall, the pain helped me go to my purpose. Wow. It birthed it. Because I was hurt before I was painting. Right. So painting pretty, it sounds like, oh, so, you know, but pain is in painting. Mm-hmm. And it pain and led me to my purpose. Like, it, it showed me, like, listen, you hurt, what you going to do with that hurt? You got it. You, wow. you know in life you're going to go through things, but what are you yeah. going to do with that hurt? Yeah. So I started painting, and I realized that it expressing my hurt, whether I was angry, whether I was sad, no matter what feeling I had, you was going to see it on canvas. I was going to make you feel it. Right. So the pain pushed me to paint. As far as me quitting my job and being a full-time entrepreneur, I realized that I was turning away more money than I was able to do. So I would be showing houses, renting out these houses, not really getting commission for the houses. And then I went to my mom one day and I was like crying and like, I, I keep turning away money and I need to just quit, but I'm scared. And she was like, Wendy, quit. Quit your job. Right. And I went to home and I was like, away. Jesus. I go broke. I would be mad at you. I need you to make a oh, way. Like shit. I was like, I know. Wow. And I, I had a tantrum. I quit, and every I, that was it. I quit, and I had to trust. I had to trust God with everything. So I trust Him with my finances. Mm-hmm. I trust Him with my walk. I trust Him with my hands. And from then on, I just kept going. Wow, that is so true. That self doubt yeah. will. Kill your dream. We're our own worst enemy. Yes. We, I doubt myself about almost every... I had people telling me about stuff that was in me that I didn't see. And was mm-hmm. like, no, that's not... I'm a little wretched. I can't be... <laughs> I, I heard people be like, um, oh, yeah, you're going to be a woman of God. I was like, I, the church is listening to me. I'm a little wretched. I'm not all the way there yet. I was so slouchy in the name I'm, of I'm Jesus. I'm working Yeah, so it's like, I, you know. Or you too, you so promiscuous because I see your nipples. Okay, I don't like bras. Like, what do you want me to do? Right. So it was just a lot of judgment that you get mm-hmm. and or if it's not judgment it's uh again you doubt yourself because you don't look like the norm yeah and so i think it's walking in confidence in yourself but knowing that god got you and he knows your heart and he yes. knows your walk so i think believing in him mm-hmm. definitely brought me to paint and pretty all together yes. the pain and the pretty you know everything in the middle yes <laughs> y'all heard it y'all heard it so what do you feel may have been your hardest struggle to get where you are today. Having 
been diagnosed with major depressive disorder and uh, social uh, severe anxiety disorder, allowing my mental to keep me stuck in, in hiding. Mm. So with depression, it makes you not, I don't have the desire to work sometimes okay. or create because you don't feel like, and you can't help it. It's not like you can be like, it's not like you're just like, oh, I'm sad. I'm just going to say, no, you really can't help it. And even sometimes with that prayer, it ain't pushing it. You don't feel that right. push. Mm -hmm. And with anxiety, I am actually super shy. Really? So be, my underarms are sweating right now. <laughs> it is sweating. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> she said she's sweating, y'all. She said she's sweating. But it's okay because I don't see it. I don't see I, I it. I can feel it. It's, it's, I can feel the wind because you know when the water. Cut it out. I can feel When? I just. Stop. You don't. Okay. But I. I <laughs> I'm silly already, but I have to really mask it with being silly. Mm -hmm. um, but being in front of people drain me. Like not this, mm -hmm. but it, in a lot of with a lot of people. Like when I do my classes, I have to rest for two days after a class because it's a lot of different people, a lot of different spirits, mm -hmm. and being just being out going to to the supermarket gives me anxiety. Really? Mm -hmm. So I'll I will be a prisoner in my house. So I made my house a space where I can kind of like feel free because mm -hmm. when I go outside, it's like. Ooh, it's people. Oh, God. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. You just never know. You never know. Until you ask. Because yeah. on purpose, we both know we ask all the questions. Yes. We ask all the questions, okay? But let's talk about when you did your first painting that was either in somebody's home, in someone's school, mm -hmm. in someone's gallery. What was that feeling like? It was it was a it felt proud that somebody deemed my art worthy enough to spend mm. money on. That's the investment. Yes, somebody spend money on you, it's an investment. My first real painting that sold was a, an eleven hundred dollar print. Wow! And because it was limited edition, and I sold three of them. I, I was surprised because my dad and my dad was a. Let me tell you something. This is why when people be like, I get a discount. My dad be like, No, I want that, and you better not tell me. He bought my first. Major painting, and once he did it, he was like, and watch others buy. Somebody the next week bought one, wow. and then the following week, somebody bought one. But it was just like I felt proud when I see my work in schools. It's just kind of like, wow, this is this is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I see children look, and I hear my daughter be like, my I'm a famous artist, <laughs> or you know, like somebody, you know, another child, somebody text me about or message me about their child, and like, my, my baby's an artist. What to do? Mm -hmm. I think seeing how this laid dormant in me for over ten years, and how I never thought that I could go to this space. I I never thought I, I knew I could draw, mm -hmm. but I never knew I could do that. Right. And so seeing it, it's like, God, you decent. I ain't right. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's my hands, but it's my hands. But it, it's his, it's his, he gifted me. Yeah. So I can't take the credit and say, oh, I did that. No, I was like, God, you decent to this. I don't think I could do that same thing twice. But um, I just feel honored. I feel blessed. I understand a lot of people don't even have their hands. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even have the mind to create a certain way. Or they don't have to give people be like, I can't even draw a straight line. So I know that um, I'm appreciative of the gift that God gave me, and I just never want him to feel like I take advantage of it. Yeah. So I see things as, like, God, you decent. Yeah. Like, God, thank you. Yeah. So I look at it, and, like, I'm thankful 
And then I'm like, man, people invest in me for real, for real. Not for fake for fake, but like for real, for real. <laughs> Not fake for fake. Uh-uh. But that's why I tell people this is, every season should be a season of gratitude. You know, because like you said, somebody don't have their hands. Somebody can't see. Mm-mm. You know, let alone maybe can't even hear. You know, so we know sometimes as artists, like I, I know a few artists, and you know, like sometimes they're driven by music. Sometimes they're driven by something visual they may see on TV or someone had a conversation with them and they immediately got inspired. Yeah. So it's like, we can't take those things for granted. And I use all of that. Like if I get a de- if I get a brain lock, I will probably watch a movie mm-hmm. or I'll listen to, I'm a, I'm a music head, so I will listen to some music or nature. Nature always especially water, mm-hmm. but nature always kind of helps me. So I can't imagine, I don't ever want to imagine yeah. that space of not being able to see or hear, because mm-hmm. um, they all definitely do influence my art, all yeah. of it. It is amazing, it's beautiful. It's just such a beautiful thing, it's a beautiful talent, because I'm Thank one of those you. people like, all right, let me get this stick figure right. <laughs> Y'all know when you were elementary school, you do the circle, the line, like, you might hang me in or la, something. La, la, la. Yes. <laughs> That's the most I can draw you some some clouds in the house, right. but I'm such the visual person. She just can put it on the canvas. Okay, <laughs> let's make that very clear. But I think that's an amazing gift to have. So when you came in tune with this gift, what was it like when you were like, okay, so you talked about your dad purchasing your first piece. Mm-hmm. What was it like when you got the phone call from Eric Roberson piece? So it's so weird. It's funny because. Eric's one of his background singers is a close friend of mine. So I met Eric prior to him calling me. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually reached out (laughs) to get, at one point, he reached out to get, um, I have a friend of mine, Chuck Styles, who's Mm -hmm. a popping, banging artist. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, he likes this stuff. Mm -hmm. So when he reached out, I was honored. Uh And I was like, because we met prior to, and I actually. He reached out for for me to write on his, uh, he had bought like this dry erase thing and I wrote for his um album cover mm-hmm. and I was like wow guy and so we spoke about some things and then I ended up doing his book like was simple and it was hard because I'm a I'm a realistic um mm-hmm. thing I'm not like a minimalist right so it was I had to be challenged to step outside my comfort zone to right. do something but the video that was an honor like I I I, I don't have any worries because I, I so I he asked me to do um a picture of Kenny Green and then was like, I'm gonna, can you be my, my lead lady? I was like, oh, she got stuck, because you got that stomach, baby. <laughs> we gonna get the most non-tight fitted. And that was an honor, because uh-huh. I was like, ooh, this is decent, okay. Right. So having it here and having him entrust me to be a part of it yeah. and create art for it, mm-hmm. that was like amazing space. I think the most, wow moment was when I had did a picture of um, Layla Ali mm-hmm. and Muhammad Ali and I was telling um, my boyfriend like oh um, I would love for like somebody in the boxing room to see this picture right. and just tag it or post it I just want somebody to see it and then I was like she sees it Right. So I was like, okay, so she commented, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, right. yeah, oh my God. So then she DM'd me, and I was like, oh Jesus, this is, like, I was just excited. And then she was like, can I call you? I was like, can you call me? Can I give you my number? <laughs> so she gave me the date to call me, child. I was like panicking. You, I, I had to, it felt like I had to throw up. I had to go, 
it feel like I had to poop, go to the bathroom, <laughs> and I was like, let me just take a shower. I don't know why the shower was supposed to copy there. So I was like, so the <laughs> was like, well, why are you about to jump in the shower? I was like, I don't know, I'm nervous, and I don't know right. how to. So when she called me, that was like, wow. That was a whole situation, because I did this like a whole. Yeah. So, um, and then she's like, amazing herself like she's undefeated so it's kind of like what the hell like i was just trying to get like seen from a boxing space not for yeah. her to call my phone like yo i need that picture yeah i'm like sis, I, need that thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a gift and she was like no i'm paying for it i said in jesus thank you amen and, and i yeah i was that was that was them that was like a real strong highlight of and it just shows you like we doubt ourselves so yeah. i'm just and, and how we settle for just the bare minimum like oh i want somebody to see me no she saw me and they called me yeah so it's like you just, yeah. you just never know. You just never know. My mom used to always tell me, mm -hmm. you never know who's watching. You don't. You never know who's watching you. Now, in the sense that she originally told me, she was telling me, like, because in high school, we was hooking in school and all the other stuff. And somebody you told me, like they, told me on the, they saw me on the train. <laughs> they saw me on the train. And my mom was like, yeah, this such and such. She saw you on the train. You don't even see her. And I was just like. You know, I don't like, even know if you lying or telling the truth. We but had, I don't believe you. We had snitches back. See, on, I was born in a nice town. Our block was real close knit, so we had snitches, and I was scared to do anything because I ain't like that beat. <laughs> so I ain't do nothing. And then when I finally got to the Asian block, trying to be like sneaky, I'll never forget. Oh, I went to Lincoln, and me and my boyfriend at the time, which is also my ex-husband, we was on a train ride <laughs> to go back to. Lincoln uh -huh. and my, he was like, Yo, your mom is on the other side of no. the track. My mom was looking at me like, and I was just sitting there like, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, so I, I, I learned at an early age, I can't be sneaky, I get caught, and I tell myself too much. But you just never know who's watching, mm -hmm. you never know who's watching, and just because. You want to do things in that at that moment. Sometimes it may circle back around. Because sometimes we don't get two opportunities. Sometimes it's that one opportunity and that's it. Yeah. But when you get that circle back, that's when you be like, Jesus, you the bomb. It's like you said, Jesus, you decent. He, yeah, he you know, like, you was thinking about me when you wanted this to come back around. Thank you. Yeah. So I tell you all the time, even with interviews that I do with influencers, celebrities, reality stars, stuff like that. Like, I intentionally reach out to their people first. And sometimes they don't even respond back. And in the beginning, I was getting discouraged. I was mm. like, damn, like, you know. But then after a while, I was like, well, what's the most they want to say? No. no. Like, yeah. okay, that's fine. But we have a thing with rejection, too. Right. Right. So then when those opportunities come back around, we're like, I didn't even know I was actually going to be in the same space as this individual. And now I get the exclusive interview. And I ain't like, got to go to the third party. We ain't doing nothing on Zoom. Period. It ain't nothing on Instagram Live. Not at all. We are in person. <laughs> okay. In person. Right. Doing this interview. So I am truly grateful okay. for a lot of spaces that I've been in. But just having that faith to know that the opportunity will come back again. Mm -hmm. It might come back different. Maybe with other people. Yeah. Some other places. So we got to be ready. ready. We got to be ready for it. If you stay ready, we got to be ready. That's right. That's Period That's what they be saying. That's, that's right. You know, so with you painting and being a mom and all this other stuff, how do you get the port back into yourself? Like, what's some things you do for self care? Oh, I well, first of all, I have a very strict bedtime thing in my house, so mm. the kids are down at eight thirty. So mm. I have 
from 8.30, they know I don't play no game. I don't even care if you not sleep, you in that bed, I've been not hear nothing. <laughs> but that's my time. And then because my ex-husband and I have, um, he has them on the weekend. So okay. I definitely take a lot of me time. Okay. Sometimes I take myself out to dinner. Um, I read, I'm reading a book called, um, hey, what is this it's about trauma? Oh gosh, because I've actually been reading the Bible recently. I've been reading Proverbs and Psalms. It's about trauma. It's gonna come back around because I see the book in my hand. It's blue and orange, but I can't. It's alright. Alright. Oh, the body keeps the score. It's good. It's about trauma okay. and how it affects your body. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's really good. The body keeps the score. That's okay. Really Y'all write that yes, down. It's real good. But no, I, I do a lot of cooking now. Okay. Um, and I I guess I pour it myself. So I cook for myself. Um, I do a lot of me time reading. Mm -hmm. I take myself out to dinner. If I want to go to the movies, I take myself out to the movies. Mm -hmm. And I just sit sometimes and just listen to music with my candles. And that's just me relaxing. That's and so I'm able to reflect. Mm -hmm. If I feel like writing, I write. If I feel like painting, I paint. But it's just a lot of me alone, solitude. Mm -hmm. That's it. Or yoga and working out as women. That's stuff too. Yeah. Workout, swimming, yoga, yeah, in your own space because that's what it is. Because we're so connected with people all day, every day. I need that. It's I a need that click. Oh, I need yes. to not don't talk, don't look. I just don't even look at me. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'll be out in public like I don't, I don't see anything. I just I close with. I don't see nothing. But no, and then the, the swimming. I I just learned how to swim this year, so I feel okay. like. I feel like I be all the favorite types. Like black people can't swim. Yes, they do. Or black women don't like to swim. I don't care. I will put these locks up in the swimming cap and dive right in. But um, <laughs> the water is relaxed because you can't hear anything underwater. You can't hear anything. It's just you and just everything around you. That's true. If you you're submerged in something that is just you and you're floating in it. Yeah. That's so freeing. That is. Like you flying underneath the surface. Right. That's true. That is true. So I've been recently asking this question. So if you could give young Wendy a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Don't date him, girl. Don't date him, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't it would be it would be love on you. Okay. Like believe that you're beautiful and that you're worthy and you're mm -hmm. enough. I didn't feel like I was in the, I was the last um, child of my dad and my mom's union. But when certain things happen and certain abuses happen, you feel like you're all, you're worthless mm. or you're only worthy in this space and not this space. Right. So I would tell myself like you're you're more than just that. You're who God said you are. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. And I would instill that in me. I would instill it. I still it to my daughter. Yes. So you you have to believe it and you have to say it, even if you don't feel like it. Yeah. You gotta keep saying it. So I would definitely tell myself that. That's beautiful. Yes. And don't date him, girl. <laughs> we got the people out here in some crazy relationships, girl. You know you got to get out. Get out. It's, okay. a, it's hard when you got that time. It is. It is. It is super hard. So how can all of our people? Stay connected to you through whether it's email, socials, drop them down. Yes. So my Instagram is painting underscore pretty. Um, and I also have uh, Wendy Metley art, right? 
And my Facebook is Painting Pretty as well. My website is actually www.wendymetley.com. And I have a sale going on now. It's 20% off. If you subscribe to the um, website, you get first dibs on discounts and the new products and art that I release. I usually release it in the email first before I bring it to the public. Yes, girl. So usually, how I usually end the podcast is I ask people to give a piece of advice in regards to bossing up. Not just in business, but in life. But no, you're not going to do that. Okay. So the question is going to be, what piece of advice would you give to an aspiring artist or someone who is currently in the artist industry? What I would give somebody is to focus on you and your craft. You can look to others for inspiration, but do not look to others for comparison. Mm -hmm. Comparison will kill what you feel like you're born, your purpose is to do. Um, focus on building yourself up. Focus on um, learning more about what you're doing. Um, research, but don't compare. Don't look at somebody that's been doing it for 10 years and you feel like they're better than you. Don't look at somebody that's doing it next week and just took off that they're right. better than you. Worry about you, mind your business, and work on your stuff. And that's a period. Period. <laughs> Yo, this was such an amazing interview with Wendy today. This sister, this sister right here, okay? <laughs> so y'all got any questions, y'all got to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but this was such an amazing time, uh, Wendy. I thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you for having me. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.